0: Hello folks, you're listening to a Garblag Games actual play. This podcast's audio is taken directly from our Twitch live stream, which you can come along and join us. All you have to do is head over to twitch.tv forward slash garblag games and come and say hello in the chat. We have games almost every night of the week for you to enjoy. If you're not in the right time zone to come and see us live, then don't forget we are also on YouTube. Give us a search garblag games or find the link in the description of this podcast. Godblad Games is supported by a whole tribe of wonderful patrons that you could join too. Come say hello, come get some freebies and come join the Discord. With all that said and done, it's time to get out of the way and let you enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome everybody to session 0-1 of Call of Cthulhu, Pop Cthulhu, Masks and Isle of Thotep. I am joined by this beautiful cast um before we start i need to thank millie the gm for making that fantastic intro for us thank you millie you do fantastic amazing work uh-oh it looks like chuck's been putting time out his messages are being <laughs> 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 sorry chuck if it was
2: going uh, to happen to anyone it would bot. be chuck
1: <laughs> yeah they haven't trained their nightbot well yet but uh yeah thank you for joining us we're going to do some character creation night we're going to hopefully get into the adventure with what little time we've got left and we're going to tackle this legendary Adventure. Uh, This is the Call of Cthulhu adventure. We need to also thank Sirenscape, who is sponsoring us uh, for this journey. They are going to be providing sounds for our adventure. They have uh, official Masks of Nyarlathotep uh, audio sound sets that you can purchase uh, if you're a subscriber, and they have created them for every scenario that's in this book and if anybody has seen this book it is like 900 plus pages it is huge it goes everywhere and anywhere uh and they've also accounted for players as they do go off the rails there are sound sets for when they decide i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna go shoot up speakeasy it's like okay this isn't in the game but let's do it it's there uh so please check out sirenscape do we we have a link
2: we do if you do sounds in the chat all right
1: linked in the chat there You can do a 30-day trial and uh, give it a try to enhance your game. Beautiful. Uh, Let's go around. I know some people have some things they want to plug here that they have going on. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Pete.
2: Hey, hello. Yes, I'm Pete. I am Garblag, and we have some new players on the show today. So that's awesome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I am also doing a Kickstarter on Thursday. Uh, which is also my birthday so if you want to get me a birthday present then feel free and back my kickstarter and i have a little intro video to share with you now to give you a taster of dodeca <laughs> Excellent, yes, that is Dodeca, my D12 um, old-school-style role-playing game with narrative, character creation, and world-building. There is a um, playtest on the Garbler Games' YouTube channel, which you can reach by typing exclamation YouTube in the chat. And I haven't turned the sound back on yet. Um, That is going live on Thursday, February 4th, and I am really excited about it and absolutely terrified because it's my first Kickstarter and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I've got artwork from Diogo Nogueira um, and uh, Mustafa Bakir and I am writing it all myself. So it's going to, and I'm doing the layout and the editing, so it's going to be lots of fun. Um, It's going to be two weeks and it's a target of 1500 pounds. And there's various pledge levels that include PDFs, a book and also five, um, system agnostic adventure locations that i've created that are already on drive through rpg and the top tier of me running a game for you online so um there you go i think i'll leave it at that and pass over to who's next who wants to go next and tout their stuff Callum.
3: um hello i am calum from the release podcast uh, i like to to take advantage of other people's streams to play awesome games without having to run the technical side, which is very complex. So all these tools are look awesome. Uh, Sirenscape sounds awesome. Go get it. The, uh, the Foundry, awesome. But I could not bother learning them. So here I am tonight. Very happy to join Gar Black for the first time. Uh, feel free to follow my channel on Twitch. I run interviews, not uh, stream games. Uh, I play a little bit of video games, but uh, that's mostly it. And uh, I've got a podcast dedicated to tabletop RPG enthusiasts across the channel, across the pond, all around the world. Next month, it should be about a convention uh, called Session Zero Con, which took place in Southeast Asia. And last month, it was about an online convention which took place in France. So you already have uh, two bits of the world, a bit. Like our campaign, uh, mask of Nyarlathotep, we should travel a bit, I expect. Cool.
1: Very, very good. Shall we throw it over to Jeffrey next?
4: Jeffrey. Okay. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> you can call me Matthew. I... <laughs> a little group called Adventures of Lollygagging. We play various tabletop role-playing games on the internet. Uh, we're at twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. We play a lot of the same types of games. You see Matt play and Pete play and Black Games. We have an ongoing Alien uh, Alien campaign every other Mondays. We do a lot of Free League stuff. We're also on the Free League channel uh, every other Monday as well, playing Vason. And, yeah, yeah. So just come follow the channel, hang out, and watch us play some games. Cool. Uh, ben,
1: what do you got oh. going on you want to promote?
5: <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to being the junior partner. <laughs> I
1: go. I go last.
5: <laughs> Hello, I'm Ben. Uh, I'm a. I'm Demi Garblag. I'm like Robin to Pete's Batman. Only w- I look better in hot pants. And Pete. <laughs> this
2: is true. This is true.
5: Um, I've done a few games here and there. I've run games on Garblag. I've got some games that I've just finished on Free League. We did Coriolis. It was lots of fun. Uh, By my Zweihander game which is on Drive Through RPG under Pete's name and technically i guess i'm also trying to do a kickstarter for um zine quest three only i have the organizational talent of a newt so it's kind of me just pressing the letter buttons on this rectangle thing and hoping that something comes out the other end at this stage so no cool intro videos for me i will merely weave you a pretty tale with my melodic voice
1: Mm, how soothing (laughs) megan you hate it when I ask you this, but do you have anything you want to promote?
0: I do. Well, not, not, uh, not nearly as exciting as these folks, for sure. Um, mine is more uh, home-based. I, uh, we were cleaning out our basement and noticed that we have over 200 board games. So, um, I'm coming over. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, um, me and the family have decided to take a challenge of going through them, but we want to play them to make sure that they don't suck, you know, I don't want to give away something that's pretty awesome. So every week we are going through and playing a game from start to finish. And, and this week we are playing mad, the board game where the idea is to lose all your money. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, um, Yeah. Other than that, I thoroughly enjoy uh, playing uh, games over the internet and meeting new people and listening to Matt, actually.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Is that mad as in like Alfred E. Newman mad? Absolutely it Oh, is. that's cool. <laughs> Big tech. I like that. All right, very good. We have done our intros. Everybody has gotten to know the players a little bit better. But now it's time to get to know the characters. We're in new character creation here live on stream. So, like I said, we are using Pulp Cthulhu. Um, Masks and Isle is kind of notorious for being a bit of a meat grinder and um, investigators dying as they're trying to make their way around the globe to, to solve this mystery. So, Pulp Cthulhu is going to help uh, make these guys a little bit more hardy, uh, survive this adventure, hopefully. It gives them more hit points and more sanity and things like that. They get some pulp talents to make them, uh, you know, two-fisted heroes and things of that uh, nature. Uh, and we're gonna be using the quick fire hero creation method also found within Pulp uh, Cthulhu. It, it, it gives you the chance to make more of a, a, a bit of a robust character. You're not rolling your stats randomly, you're given like a, 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 an array, a standard array to put into your key stats and such. So I'll ask all of my players to uh, grab their Pulp Cthulhu books and we're gonna go through character creation. You should all have characters set up in Foundry. If you can't see them, let me know and I will give you access, because they are all there. Yep. And if you don't know where the characters are, if you haven't used Foundry (laughs) before, it is the tab in the top right-hand corner that looks like a little person or people standing together. If you click that, you'll see I've created character sheets for all of you, and I've even put your character images that you've provided me on your character sheet for you. Including Jeff the murderer.
5: I didn't realize (laughs) there would be quite so many... um... North American folk uh, watching and listening so I do apologize the best picture I could find was former president Calvin Coolidge
2: I yeah. thought he looked familiar <laughs> well I'll be adding the pictures to the overlay for the next session once we've created all the characters.
1: Oh very good I'll get you, I'll get them over to you the ones that are yeah. all cleaned up and yeah yeah have all the backgrounds removed. yeah Foundry Foundry is definitely the way to go with tabletop anthologies I absolutely love it okay so we have our character sheets you can go ahead and open them up i've asked all of these folks to all chart out their players uh, or the characters sorry have an idea of what they want to play so the first step in character creation is choosing your pulp archetype i have put all of the archetypes into the game if you click on the symbol in the top right hand corner that looks like oh i don't know a folder a gm screen yeah, a gm screen if you click on that you should see Skills, archetypes, and occupations, unless I haven't shared that out with all of you.
2: It's there. I've got skills. I see skills, archetypes, and occupations. Oh, I got it.
5: Yeah, I was looking at the wrong thing. You said GM screen, and I was looking at little book.
1: Okay, I've updated now. Everybody should be an observer. Okay, perfect. So if you click on archetypes, you can actually drag and drop the one you want to play onto your character sheet. It'll then fill in the skills tied to that archetype
2: mm mm-hmm. Fancy. Very fancy. I love a bit of drag and drop.
1: Drag and drop. So, I'm going to go down the line as everybody's dragging and dropping and doing this. Um, Pete, what what archetype are you settling in on?
2: Um, I'm just trying to find... I think I was going for Explorer or Game Hunter. Okay. Um, and I think Game Hunter was a bit too... Um... Aggressive for me, so I was I was going more for Explorer. Aggressive.
3: <laughs> from from what I heard of uh, Niall we all start with subtle characters, yeah, <laughs> and yes. we're gonna all end up with a group of GI Joes from the, well, 80s.
1: the The nice thing about this edition, so this is the latest edition of Masculine It's been in- in print since the 1980s mid to late 1980s this one actually is the first edition ever to take into account pulp cthulhu so the way it's written is it's laid out like the the previous editions but it also has sidebars where if you're running pulp cthulhu how to kind of like up the action or or make it more pulpy so that's also going to help with us playing it we're going to make it a little bit more action oriented so it's Um, asking me
2: to select my core characteristic dexterity or power
1: yeah so you get to choose between the two based Uh, on the thing
2: like I'm going to ch- choose dexterity because my chap is a uh, a professional cricketer.
1: That's right. And I know nothing about cricket. So you're going to challenge my knowledge. Silly mid-off.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you just Oh, said. It's, uh, it's filling out loads of skills. They're like suddenly appearing. The best thing about playing. you
5: knowing nothing about cricket is that anything we make up won't be as ridiculous sounding as an actual thing from cricket. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Googly. Fair enough. I have just posted the standard array in the chat for the players. So you see a 90, an 80, a 70, 60, 50, 50, 40. The way the quick fire hero method works is you put the 90 in your core characteristic, and then you get to decide where you want to put those other numbers based off of the type of character you want to make. So whatever your core characteristic is, that's what's going to be your best number. So you can go ahead and fill those in on your character sheet. While you're doing that, I will move down the line. Hey, Diesel Shot. Good to Ooh, see you here.
2: Hi. Hey, Diesel Shot.
1: Megan, what yeah. is the archetype you are playing? I am a rogue. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Sneaky stabby in the <laughs> Cthulhu world. <laughs> I like it.
0: Yeah. Um, I chose, I'm going to be an act or an artist, and mm. yeah, I'm going to have myself a wealthy benefactor.
1: Very nice. Caleb no. what uh, archetype were you looking at?
3: So, uh, I will play a femme fatale, but I will go for an homme fatal. So, I will play a uh, he-him pronouns, but still, I will take the femme fatale archetype and see where it goes. Yes. Very and good. my main uh... Characteristic will be appearance, of course.
1: Charisma based. You're the face.
3: As long as I'm not the
2: face which takes punches. Yeah. In itself. No, that's uh... that's what the
1: cricketer is for.
2: <laughs> do Do we need another stat in there? Are we supposed to have eight? You've given seven. Yeah, I got a blank one as well.
1: Yes, uh, an additional sixty.
2: <laughs> okay. Sorry.
1: Two sixties. Let's do that again. There we go. 60, 60, 50, 50, 40. On fatel. Jeff, what archetype are you?
4: Uh, I went with uh, hard-boiled. So like uh, like a tough and streetwise private detective type of thing. And uh, I've got con, constitution, as my core characteristic. Hard-boiled. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's suiting for pulp.
4: It's going to be a New Yorker.
1: New York. That's the accent you're choosing? It's not That's big what father-ma. I'm doing.
4: It's not. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. Oh, God. That's going to get in my head now. <laughs> Are you big I am Big Farmer. I am Big Farmer. I watched, I watched they... that one. That was good. <laughs> Did you? Oh, it haunts Jeff now. <laughs> I love it, but <laughs> I should trademark that at some point
1: ben what archetype are you selecting I, I i've gone for for the for the scholar uh,
5: and i've taken education as my primary attribute
1: very good always important in a cthulhu game to have the old man that has yes, well, all of these,
5: these these mighty and brave heroes they're going to need someone who can can read aramaic when they get to it won't they
1: very true this is a globe trotting adventure i went to public okay, this, school <laughs> has everybody slotted in their their stats yes
4: very good yes. there's there a
5: far cry between fifth year latin and um assyrian and aramaic subdialects. dialects you do understand
1: right, right over my head right just with the, uh, the uh, cricket references also next we are going to select two pulp talents so those are on pages 24 25 and 26 in the book if you're following along you can either roll for them randomly or you can select two that you want for your character that makes sense and this is where you get into a little bit of the advantages of being a pulp type of character so you can select two i don't have drag and drops for these because There is nowhere specifically for them on the character sheet, so I will recommend that you just kind of type them in on the backstory uh, tab of your character sheet, copy and paste them out of the PDF, plug them in there. Is anybody going to roll randomly? That's what I'm curious. You don't have to.
0: you need somebody to roll
1: randomly? I no, go. you don't have to. You can select what you want. <laughs> I was just curious if everybody was going to go that direction.
2: Fair.
5: Now I'm looking at these mental talents.
2: i have a look.
1: Harden, that sounds like you. You're going to be attacking lots of humans, so you avoid that sanity loss. Uh, Pete, have you have you selected your I'm, uh, your I'm just
2: i'm just having a i'm just having a look Give me i minutes. think i'm gonna take
5: quick study and linguist
1: so linguist able to determine what language is being spoken or what is written gains a bonus die to language rules bonus dies is. I like you me type
5: to... anything into backstory
1: <laughs> because it's click locked the little that's lock. why yep. click the yeah click yep. that little lock uh and what was it so linguist and i'm sorry what was the other one quick study quick study have the time required for initial and full reading of mythos tomes as well as other books what you're not going to encounter any mythos tomes here <laughs> don't be crazy speaking of crazy insanity is inevitable in call of cthulhu your your sanity ticks do tell a lie i
5: won't take quick study i'll take photographic memory that seems more appropriate
1: You can remember many details. Gains a bonus die when making no rolls. K-N-O-W. Not (laughs) N-O. Bonus when making
2: no (laughs) rolls.
1: Has anybody else selected their talents? Well,
3: I was hoping to take a photographic memory, so now I'm going to look for something else. But I I will take regardless. Smooth talker. Gain a bonus die to charm rolls.
1: Ah, very good. Very appropriate. Gum ready. What did you select?
4: So I'm going to take Keen Vision, gain a bonus die to spot hidden rolls. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to go fast load. Choose a firearms uh, specialty and ignore a penalty die for loading and firing in the same round.
1: Ooh, all right. You are going hard-boiled.
4: I'm doing a little bit of, little bit of both. I got the investigative side of it, but then, you know, when push comes to shove, got the gun.
1: It will come in handy having someone who's good at fighting.
2: Yeah. Um, Do a little bit of both. I'm gonna go for BDI and um, heavy hitter because I'm an all-rounder, so I can bowl and I can bat. So. You,
5: you can can play, play cricket, cricket and players. rounders.
1: <laughs> so, heavy hitter, you may spend 10 luck points to add additional damage die when dealing out melee combat. And what was the other one? BDI. BDI. Does not suffer penalty die when aiming at a small target. It may also fire into melee without penalty die.
2: Okay. Absolutely. With my cricket ball.
1: With your cricket ball. <laughs> Wait. They use balls in cricket.
2: <laughs> balls made of concrete. <laughs>
5: yes, they they passed a law in the 14th century saying that you weren't allowed to use peasants'
2: faces anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Show them the foundry. I'm, you know uh, what, oh, Dan
1: and Bartok. I don't know if um, talents are in the in the regular seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu, but they are specifically in. Um, in pulp Cthulhu that we're using just to make your characters that much you know better. Well, I
3: hesitate between three so maybe people can tell me what they think. Uh, keen vision, you know, to spot the hidden can always be useful. Um, nimble so I don't lose my next action when I'm diving for cover. So that <laughs> helps with survival chances. And the last one eventually Lucky it can be kind of all around interesting. So, how oh, do the, the chat room and or maybe the players feel about uh, one of those three?
4: If you're not looking to double up, uh, I did take keen Vision as well. So, if you wanted to avoid mm-hmm. doubling up, I don't care. Okay, will
2: we remove this hope, one. So. Okay, like... so that the diving leaves. for cover one sounded really good.
4: It did, yeah.
2: All but... right, nimble it is then.
1: <laughs> nimble it is.
2: A
3: charming nimbler.
1: <laughs> when the going gets tough, the nimble get diving. <laughs> Megan, what have you decided for yours?
0: I'm, I'm going to go with quick healer because I'm I'm uh, not very strong. And so, uh, I'm also going to go with shadow.
1: Okay, so quick healer's natural healing is increased by uh, plus three hit points per day. And shadow, what's that one under? Is that under miscellaneous? Yes. Reduces difficulty by one level or gains bonus die at the keyboard expression. That's me. Uh, to stealth rolls. And if currently unseen is unable or sorry, is able to make two surprise attacks before the location is discovered. Okay. That is very roguelike of you.
0: Uh you know.
1: Alright, so we have col- collected we have selected our pulp talents. Mm. Choose your age, okay, whatever. That's the next thing on the list. Next is calculate damage, bonus, and build. Now, I believe these character sheets may have already done that for you. Um, The way you do that uh, is based off of, let me just flip back here. Uh, Bonus damage is based off of your... We need to add an occupation
5: as well as an archetype, or am I getting ahead of myself? You will,
1: You're you're getting a little ahead but that's okay, okay. Uh, i like your eagerness Ben. um damage bonus and build is based off of combining your strength and size together that will give you a number now is it filled in on your sheets let's where see it's supposed to uh, be. it's it right says, under oh, the stats see you'll see it. move nine build i'm looking at jeff's character sheet yeah still empty zero. for me
4: yeah
1: so if your score is between 85 and 124 if you add those two numbers together then you get nothing so i don't know if anybody's made like a nothing. real beefy character with a huge size and a huge and a, a high strength score um but 85 to 124 is nothing 125 to 164 that's when you start getting your bonuses but I, the character sheet should automatically do it for you it's smart doesn't matter so if you see if you see zeros under there you're good if you see negatives that means you're really your characters on the weaker side and you're going to take negatives when it comes to damage bonuses and um build They are going to go insane, Bill. You know, it's inevitable. You know. Okay, so we've done that, or the character sheet's done for us. Next, we need to calculate our hit points. It is con plus size divided by five. Now, I don't know if the sheet has done that for you. uh, Okay. Where would it show? It will be on the left-hand side of your character Oh, yes. Yes, it
3: has. Con plus size, you said. Con plus
1: size divided by five yeah it does it it
3: automatically
1: is it giving you the right number is it giving you base call cthulhu numbers or is it giving Mm. you beefier doesn't look right i think it's giving you lower hit points it is yeah
5: 50 plus 50 is 100 divided by 20.
2: i've got 13 so it's doing divided by 10. you are yeah it's
1: given half i'm just looking at a way to update that all right we have to figure out a way on my end to update that because you're going to have to change the
2: rules won't you
1: yes okay so that's not calculating correctly so note that somewhere on your character sheet your correct hit points because you are beefier and stronger in pulp cthulhu the other thing is your luck 2d6 plus 6 times 5 so you actually get to roll that we get to roll something uh, during character creation 2d6 plus 6 times 5 if you kick, click the D6 in the bottom right-hand corner there, there's a D6 icon, click it twice, that'll roll 2D6 for you. You don't have to roll them individually.
2: Plus 5.
1: Oh, Millie can't raid. All right, Millie, let me see what I can do.
5: Is it 2D6 plus 5, did you say?
1: 2D6 plus 6 times 5.
5: Plus 6 times 5, Wow.
2: Nice. 2d6 plus 5. A 6. Oh, plus six, a 17. Plus 16 for me. So, times 5, that's 85. Bad. 80 for me.
1: Okay. So, luck is used in a number of ways, Call Cthulhu. We'll get into it a little bit later, but some uh, Some of the the more common ways of doing it is, say you have a roll, you're gonna know what what you need to succeed on a roll. And there's gonna be various uh, degrees of success. You can spend one luck point to lower your roll because this is a roll under system. So you can spend one luck to lower your roll by one point. There are other spins you can use luck for as well. Luck will come back at the beginning of each session. We're gonna, you roll, And you determine randomly how much luck you get back at the beginning of each session. So it is a renewable resource that you will be using throughout the game. I think when I was running Call of Cthulhu last time, or pulp Cthulhu, there was characters sitting on 99 luck for a very long time. But they can also help you when you start to go insane, things like that, or possibly take damage.
2: Mm. Like my uh, talent allows me to spend 10 luck to add a damage die in melee. Exactly. do that eight times. Uh, there's not a the, uh, actual spot for it, right?
4: You just just under the it.
2: word. Just under the word is like an invisible oh, box. Okay. Under there skills. Thank you. Got it. Oh. Is it box. Realized it's invisible. Realized it was invisible. Invisible box.
1: All right, Ben. Now we get to decide on our occupation.
5: Oh, and well, now I'm stuck. I have to choose between two. So.
1: So occupations, again, are going to be in that folder. You're going to be able to drag and drop them onto your character sheet. It may, depending on what you select, it's going to ask you to choose certain ones. Uh, I'm also going to put a whole array of numbers here in the chat for you that you're going to get to now divide amongst those skills that now populate on your character sheet. And just those skills. You can't take these numbers and put them into the ones that you had um, populate previously.
0: So sorry, Matt, were we finding our
1: occupation? So in the same folder where you found the archetypes, there should be an occupations uh, folder as well.
2: If you right-click the icon at the top of the menu, it will pop out so you can keep it visible the whole time for all the items because we're going to go through skills and stuff as well, aren't we? um...
5: I don't know whether to be a gentleman or an (laughs)
2: archaeologist. You have to have one archaeologist, don't we? it's Well it's I'm already appealing. a scholar.
5: I mean is it not doubling up and the idea of the gentleman scholar quite appeals.
3: Hmm. Yeah you know in BRP it's nice doubling up I think because you you know you, you want to to be very good at a few things rather than be too spread out. I, I mm. find by experience Pope might be slightly different. It's very
5: similar skill array by the looks of things.
1: All right, I just put that in the chat. Uh, the only other additional one that may not have populated in there is your credit rating. Uh, and then, if you in that same folder where you found your occupations and archetypes, I have all of the skills list in there. You can just drag and drop individual skills on your character sheet. In Call of Cthulhu, you have access to all of the skills. You don't have to be specifically trained in something, you can always attempt it. And a lot of them have base scores. Um, Credit rating is not one of those. Um, credit rating, you have to put a number in there. Your occupation will give you a range. It dictates what your occupation or I'm sorry, your credit rating can be between. So for example, I'm looking at the mechanic. It says credit rating of nine to 40. And what your credit rating does is it dictates a couple of things. It dictates your cash. Uh, it Cash is not necessarily money that's carried on you at all times. Uh, it's it's maybe it's sitting in a bank or you have access to it or it's under your mattress. It's it's money that you can get to if need be.
2: A line of credit.
1: A line of credit. The other thing that it determines are your assets. So that could be a home or a car or uh, shares in a mine in a gold mine. I don't know, but it's assets, things that you can gain access to and sell and get more money over time. And it also determines your spending level. So that is your daily spending limit. The way it works in Call of Cthulhu is you have a daily spending limit. If you spend below that, you don't need to mark anything off in your character sheet. So your daily spending limit is 50 bucks a day. You can spend up to 50 bucks. It, it's whatever. You don't, you don't mark anything over. It's once you go over your daily spending limit, then you need to start getting into your cash and gain access to that. And this is all based off of what you make your credit rating and what what score you put in there. Uh, The table for that is found on page 42 of the Paul Cthulhu book. So that's one important thing to note is credit rating. Uh, Depends on if you want your character to be wealthy, if you want to spend a lot of money. If you don't, well, then, whatever. Your your daily spending limit would be literally 50 cents. If your credit rating is zero or less, it's 50 cents a day, which, you know, isn't bad in 1920s.
3: So I went for
2: dilettante.
1: Oh, nice.
2: I'm going athlete. Very good. With my special skill of throw. (laughs) And five subs for the chat. There you go.
1: Yes. Thank you for uh, sending out those gifts there. Pete going crazy. He's a madman. All right. So you have those skills. You have those points that you're allotting to those skills. You have your credit rating to think of. Any questions? How do we update the, the skills number? Good question. Your character sheet's unlocked. You should be able to click the little pencil next. It's like a square of the pencil next to the trash can to the far right of the skill. If you click on that, you should be able to change the number.
0: I just have a little eye, eye icon.
1: Let me you. take a look at your character sheet. Let's do. Welcome, Matt. Try it now. <laughs> Absolutely. I, unlo- I unlocked it for you. So we <laughs> have an athlete. We have a dilettante. Uh, Jeff, what have you selected for your occupation?
4: Uh, private investigator. Uh, yeah i'm good at intimidation uh and firearms and taking pitches and stuff it'd be great i'm gonna take pictures shoot at you two different ways it's gonna be
1: great hardball detective ben which uh which direction did you go you had i went with the
5: gentleman because chat seemed to lean in favor of it and being called a gentleman and a scholar does somewhat appeal to me
1: (laughs) you sir you are a gentleman scholar i just saw that okay <laughs> and Megan, what did you select for yours?
0: I am an artist.
1: Oh, <laughs> an artist. You're going to die so
3: fast. <laughs> <you're gonna> die. <laughs> and the artist, oh, what is going on here? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, right, what do we do with those numbers? The 80 70, 70,
1: ones.
5: Is that the numbers to put in our skills?
1: Your occupational skills.
5: Occupational skills.
1: You have specific skills that are given to you by your occupation, and those numbers go in there plus. You need to take into account your credit rating. Yes. So Matt, and, I
3: think you already encoded everything uh, in advance so. for me, but based on what I did before, because I don't, I don't think I have any skill points to to spend. The big yep. news is that I got a credit rating of seventy.
1: So, so that means at seventy, you are wealthy. You have a $50 a day spending limit. You have um, your CR times 500 uh, in assets. And your CR times five is going to dictate your your cash that you have in reserves somewhere.
5: So, so is that set of numbers, does that also include our credit rating?
1: I don't know if it's on there. I don't think it does. I think you'll have to go back into the folder where I have the occupations archetypes and just drag and drop the credit rating skill out of the skills list on your character sheet.
5: Okay.
2: And it is a skill, isn't it? So we assign one of those values to credit rating. Correct. Mm. Sorry, some of my skills didn't automatically.
1: All right. So while you're doing that, the next step while you're looking at that is you now get to pick five non-occupation skills and boost them by an additional 20%. So like I said, you have access to all the skills in Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so you will need to fill in the gaps on your character sheet. We could do that after the session this week as well. I can go in there and do it for you. It's going to be a bit tedious. There are a lot of skills in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> uh, but you do have an additional 20%. You can put in five non-occupational skills so you can boost anything else you want on your character sheet remember it's a roll under system so you want to have something that you want to be good at you want to have a higher number in and when we're rolling percentile die and you want to roll under that target number
2: thanks gayant 14 for gifting a sub to hey gm kenny and hey gm kenny yeah hey GM kenny thanks for joining us so so i've got fight brawl twice and it's... Um, that, delete one of the two. Just delete a, one of the two. Yeah. And if, if it's already at 25 and I put 40 into it, it becomes 65.
1: It does. Correct. And
2: what's the max you can go to? Sorry.
1: 99. Okay. So, yeah. Just, just all curious. the skills start with a base number in them, regardless of what you have into mm-hmm. in any attribute. There's always a base number for every skill in this game. Some of them might be 1%. Uh, some of them might be yeah. 20 30, 40, 50%. But you can always do... You can always use every skill or attempt to. The other thing with Call of Cthulhu, you're going to notice on your character sheet next to the skills uh, are, I believe on this character sheet is a blank little box or check boxes when you put the lock back on. And the way it works in this system is whenever you succeed on rolling a skill roll, you put a little check on there. At the end of the session, you get to roll... For possible improvement on those skills that you passed during the session. So if you want to boost a skill up that you're not maybe good at, you might want to find ways or excuses to use that skill in a game session because at the end of it, your chances of increasing that skill are going to be pretty good. So these numbers are not going like to be
5: language, Matt. Um, yes. Do you just have flat language or do you need to take multiple copies of the language skill for different languages?
1: You're going to, have to take different copies for different languages you have your there's the base one that's own so whatever your native language is and then you can t- uh, take specific ones and you'll have to take multiples for different languages cool. so
3: I took Arab as a language very good be handy and there's a lot of very good poetry in around
1: we're going all over the globe in this adventure so language skills will be they'll come in very handy i'll tell you that even in the first place we're gonna kick this off in peru so as the the players are filling in their numbers here also talk about masks on a we're using the latest edition like i said it has pulp cthulhu um rules in it takes that into account this is the first edition to us this is also the first edition that contains a prologue and we're going to be playing through that prologue it starts off in peru um i find it kind of ties everything nicely together when the actual adventure starts so we're not actually kicking off the actual adventure itself we're gonna do the prologue first and the prologue was created to kind of answer uh some of the complaints or some of the concerns that had been voiced over the years about this adventure and i found that it is quite well written and actually answers and takes care of a lot of those complaints so we're gonna do the prologue it'll take a few sessions and then we'll get into the actual Masks of Nalithotep adventure. We could die even before
4: it starts. <laughs> you,
1: you could. This is, this is very true. You could die before the actual <laughs> adventure begins. Mark skills uh, when you pass them, Bill. I have to look it up again because it's been so you long. say we need to pick other skills as well? Yes. You get to choose five more that are non-occupational okay. that you put at 20%. And again, they're all listed on that skill list. Uh, and you can just drag and drop them on your character sheet if cool. you don't see a skill that you want. So you could take more languages. Uh, I am well.
5: taking
3: more languages. So question: okay. the yes. characteristics, do they are they used sometimes or, or not?
1: They're not. Um, well, we could we you know we could always throw them I in don't from here to here. There are no mechanics around them per se. Okay, so after that, we're skipping number 10, adding the bonus skill points for Pulp Adventure archetype as desired. We're not doing that. Next is roll backstory details and elaborate on them. So you can roll randomly for your backstory, but I think all of you have a concept in mind for your backstory and your character. Let's just start playing. Uh, so I'll let the, all of you finish filling in your character sheets, and then you can introduce everyone to who or what you're playing with. Who your investigator is? Are there any questions in the chat in the meantime? Or tell us about your Cthulhu experiences. Or I saw someone had chat in there earlier that they um, love Masks of Nyarlathotep. They've run it or played it or are currently playing it.
4: Man, I just wanted to verify really quick the yes. the non occupational skills total. That's like that's your int times two. That's how many. Skill points you you distribute, or am I reading? You that wrong? pick five, okay. and you boost them by twenty percent. Or using the the,
1: okay. the, the quick fire hero methods, just a little okay. different than the the base gotcha. methods, but you end up with a better, well rounded character gotcha. in the end. It's a... any good memories of gruesome deaths in Call of Cthulhu? Anybody in the chat or any of the players? <laughs> I know this is the first time for a lot of people here in the game playing. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, so Bill Bill saw an elder god and instantly lost uh, over 80 sanity. um,
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's crazy.
1: I thought he was going to lose his character on the spot, but um, no, he eked by with just a handful of sanity left.
3: (laughs) So yeah, I saw someone in the chat room earlier suggesting to throw a large sheet of paper or maybe a blanket or turn off the light before trying to fight anything. So this way, you don't lose sanity.
1: <laughs> that's, that's and you know, Aaron uh, in the chat there also says, I can't wait to see you all go insane. That's a, it, insanity is inevitable. You might have really good hit points. You might be good at fighting. You might be really hardy in survival sort of situations. But the sanity loss just kind of keeps ticking away. It's just a matter of time, a taking time before you go insane with this game i gotta say i
5: am practically daring you with this many languages oh great <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you select for languages go, go ahead and...
5: aramaic Dahomey, greek hebrew latin sumerian
1: you know even if they're egyptian aren't... and
5: egyptian not a spoken language it's a written one so that would be covered by history got that sorted too <laughs>
1: Now you're going to force to insert NPCs in this mission, even if there aren't any that speak these languages, so you just so you can take advantage of them.
2: Uh, and you should get Jeff to reading. co-GM and do the accents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, everybody's going to be Big Pharma.
4: <laughs> you just go to Moscow. The wonderful twist of the story. Big Pharma. I
2: thought you were talking about Pfizer.
4: Yes.
1: Not sponsored by Pfizer. Unless they want to sponsor us, <laughs> then reach out to Pete, Carp like. Sounds like your
5: big pharma would get on very well with Captain of UPP Wessel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. He did it his way.
1: Chuck is giving you the Big Pharma <clears throat> shout out. And uh, Jeremy, as a teenager, wanted to play a ninja and call of Cthulhu and found the strategy to be surprisingly effective. Wow. I've That's the first time I've heard of a ninja in Call of Cthulhu. Standard Call of Cthulhu, all I think of is like old men in libraries looking for books (laughs) and tomes.
2: Right. So I think I've done all my skills. I've assigned all those values. I've picked five skills to put 20 points in. So I now have things like firearms, handgun, firearms, rifle, um, natural world, um, what hidden... My throw is ninety, because um, I am one of the best bowler, English bowlers. Um, just been on tour in Australia. I'm back. You're back, baby. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or not? I'm gonna have to ask you why you're going to Peru. Why am uh... I going to Peru?
2: I'm going.
5: Uh, I'm going exploring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like uh... he
5: zigged when he should have zagged.
1: So, if you're all done, why don't you tell us about your character? What's your name? Tell us a little bit about them, Pete. Sorry. Who did you say? Pete.
2: Uh, it, I haven't got a needed. name yet. So, who, if anyone okay. is, if anyone know, wants to go before me, that's cool. Can't can't that. Before
5: we do, um, what's the factor and symbol stuff in cash?
1: Oh, let me. I closed that book. Give me one second. So <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay.
5: It's also filled in the spending level and the cash. Never mind. I thought I needed
1: to add something. Very good. Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, Callum, you have your your character all charted out, don't you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Introduce us to your character, please.
3: All right, so uh, I will be playing for this campaign Jaden Wallace Hall with a very elegant young man, 20, age 27. He was born in Gibraltar and currently lives in New York, uh, which is his accent is a bit difficult to, to locate. Uh, he's very always closely shaven. He's got kind of of a fringe, but of curly, very dark hair and blue eyes. And he always wears sort of a, a, a beanie hat of some kind. Which, which is a bit like a cloche hat that women uh, used to wear in the 1920s. So it's sort of uh, enhances its sort of androgynous um, look. And um, yeah, most of the time he wears a white suits and uh, with a, a nice uh, cravat. Very
1: good. Very good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one more curveball here. So this adventure, I'm going to show this to you. It's a newspaper ad. Newspaper ad has been taken out. And this is the reason why you're tra- um, traveling to Peru, Lima to be specific. So this newspaper ad says, search for ancient pyramid in Peru. Explorer plans expedition to discover site of lost civilization. Lima, January 12th. Explorer Augustus Larkin is planning an expedition to the South Highlands of Peru, where he hopes to identify the site of a pyramid long forgotten by history. Following the discovery of a number of golden artifacts in the region, Larkin believes that he has found evidence that will lead him to their source. He's currently in Lima planning the expedition and is recruiting companions and possible backers. So all of you are answering this newspaper ad. So I'm going to throw you all a curveball and I want you to think of why your characters are answering this and going to Peru to go partake in this this archaeological dig or this expedition doesn't necessarily say, you know, you're taking part in the dig. You might be going there for, uh, as a bodyguard or tougher. Maybe you're trying to get away from trouble. That's um, that you've picked up from wherever you're from.
3: I got the best reason. What is that? Boredom.
1: (laughs) Boredom. Yes. I
3: mean, Lima, I thought it would be, you know, exotic and distracting and Everything is so tasteless and boring. I, think I might as well sign up for this expedition. It might
1: be I don't know, something exciting I, of some kind. I love it. And you've got the money to spare, right? It's whatever. This is this is chump change to you. Beautiful. I love it.
2: Okay. Um right, so I will be playing Elsie Ashford, who until recently was a one of the top bowlers for the England cricket team and the Marlebone Cricket Club uh, which plays out of Lords obviously and um, unfortunately on our tour in Australia I was severely injured Uh, my leg was hurt my arms are fine I can no longer do the approach in the way I need to so I'm having to hang up my balls and uh, head out and i'm fairly wealthy i'm public school educated i've got some money and i've got some time and um i have a great interest in the natural world um, one of the things i studied heavily when i was at um harrow so i um think south america sounds a great place to spend some time explore uh, a wonderful mystery of the world and to uh, Get over my shame for hurting myself uh in in the first game of the tour very good
1: and what was the first name of your character sorry
2: it's just lc ashford
1: like the letters lc
2: yes Uh, lionel cuthbert ashford all
1: right lionel cuthbert (laughs) i like it all right lc ashford jaden wallace hall uh who is next to tell us about their character and why they are answering this call to go to Peru.
0: I'll go, Matt. Okay. So I am Gwendolyn Murphy, but you can call me Gwen. Um, I grew up in upstate New York on a farm. Um, come from. Uh, my uh, my grandparents came from from Ireland, uh, or my parents and grandparents came from Ireland, and I really admired my grandmother. She she painted with whatever we had available and um I, I came into this love for landscape art so um with the with the support of my grandmother moved to New York to make it big and like all artists you just get lost in the scene and not like all artists but in this particular case she gets lost in the scene of it um the glamour and the money and the illegal liquor and all that and um <laughs> She's looking for a restart and saw this advertisement and thought, hey, South America is a great
1: place to start. Very good. I yep. like it. Is this during Prohibition in the States? My American players tell me. 1920 20 started. Oh, and ended 33. So this takes place in tw- this prologue takes place in 25. Um, or is it 21? No. 1, I think. It so said 21. 21. So this is during Prohibition. It was great. Last time we, we didn't ask Ny- the chat got really involved and actually started fact checking things for us while we played it would tell us if something was like brilliant invented or a thing yet it I was great about headlights. yeah i'd throw well, things out and then like the chat would be like, okay it was invented 19 oh yeah. uh, it says here like that was totally common in new york city by this point i was like all right awesome yeah or <laughs> so quick retcon if you're if you want to be chat fact checkers we will not say no we will gladly take it
5: Millie wants to know how many to groats to name your character. too, oh, it's too yes. late. I was ignoring
2: that question. It's <laughs> <not> El- <laughs> it's, it's, I don't want to know what Millie would have called me. It's not Elsie. I want to know. It's not Elsie. I'm not about sing "Let It Go." Um, <laughs> it's Elsie. <LC>.
1: That's why <laughs> I asked you. That's why I asked you to say it again because I did hear Elsie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Apologies. <laughs>
1: Megan or Ben, do either of you have yours uh, set up? Or Jeff? I haven't done Jeff's either. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah,
4: I can go. Uh, I am playing uh, Louis Salvatore, uh, also from New York, but uh, the city, Flushing specifically, big family, big Italian family, but uh, kind of the black sheep. uh, Made some choices and they don't really talk to me as much as they used to. Um, I got a I got a wife and a daughter, but they don't talk to me either, which is probably for the best, but, uh, I, uh, maybe have some gambling habits and such. And, uh, that tends to get me adversely leveraged by certain folk. And, uh, I think since I do a lot of investigative work, sometimes it's just taking pictures of, uh, some upstanding gentleman with a, with a dame, that's just not his wife. And, uh, and I think I've been run out of New York for a bit, and uh, I got a little line just to do a little muscle. I'm, I'm not so much good with the muscle, but I have a gun and I have a keen eye. And so I think uh, I'm down in down in Peru because, you know, I got connections in New York that uh, that might be interested and in, uh, the discoveries that need. Something like that. I'm, I'm very low flat, cool. and I'm totally constantly, good. I'm constantly dirty. I always look like I'm, <laughs> I'm healing from a fight that I got in like three days ago. Like I got a yellowing black eye, like all the time. My nose is crooked. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: the picture he selected for his character, like the nose is like permanently <laughs> yeah. like sideways, exactly. broken so many times. Yeah, it's gross.
4: I so, don't uh- you know. <laughs> it's gross. You, I'm gross. Did you just call me gross? Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: The... You might have a problem with that
3: salvatore sincere is your future uh
4: future future, uh relative a little
1: little wrestling shout out there for my wrestling fans um yes please follow follow calem's channel uh yes i don't know he he can drop drop the uh the link i don't know if i have those powers here uh yeah i
3: can just click my name i know i think no
5: probably not on gar black that might be Uh, on free league
1: yeah i don't have i don't have the the magic powers one day no it's fine (laughs) um very good thank you jeff very interesting character always dirty kind of getting in trouble rough and tumble a little bit a little bit (laughs) megan or ben would either of you like to go next oh megan you did yours i'm sorry ben
5: um okay yes um hello uh Right honourable Viscount Quentin Aloysius Goff, uh, third Viscount. Uh, just, just. Well, I, I, it's it's such a, a nonsense thing, really. I, I don't like to make a fuss, but um, yes, I'm a I'm a student of um, modern. Well, modern modern ancient languages, not the ancient ancient ones. Obviously, that would be impossible. Uh, so modern ancient languages, yes, and. Uh, a bit of a historian i i, I study at um, cambridge uh, i say study they, they do ask me to lecture from time to time what with the, the doctorate and all but but that's not important
1: never mind and what was your first name i'm sorry Viscount
5: quentin quentin, quentin. aloysius goth. I, goth I got
1: the aloysius in the in the cool. golf quentin all right i'm gonna call you viscount there was a restaurant in the in the city i grew up in it was it's called the the viscount court yeah but as a kid i was like why is it viscount what is that? why is this restaurant named Viscount?" when you're a kid and you think like chaos is chow's the reason
5: i'm going along on this um this little jaunt is well us asked and you know i I do don't like to disappoint
1: you're asked and you don't and you're an archaeologist right no, no. Um, no, I'm sorry. That, that's that's a bit mucky. Uh,
5: historian, historian, linguist,
1: scholar. All right, a gentleman and a scholar. That's right. How can I, I? I've
5: read lots of books about um, doing archaeology and such like, but uh, but no, I've never actually sort of seen the dirt, if you like.
1: Uh, the chat's already saying you're a vampire.
5: <laughs> I blame Sofino. To be fair. <laughs> yep. That right.
1: Uh... Yeah, they found you out. Uh, <laughs> all right, so character creation's done. We can start. We have some time here before the end of our session, so let's get started with the crew. Let me turn on some sound here for those who can hear it. Uh, we have a little bit of technical difficulties on uh, for the first uh, yes. episode, so the folks here at home <laughs> won't be able to hear the sound effects that the players are hearing, but we're going to remedy that for next week, and you're going to hear the beautiful Sirenscape sounds. Uh, Sorry, that's my players. fault
3: so good those sounds people cannot hear them but uh, the beautiful (laughs) (laughs) build
4: it
2: up rubbing it in
1: all right so we have another handout we're gonna we're gonna kick this off so you have answered this this ad uh, and you all receive a telegraph trans-pacific telegraphy and it reads thank you for joining the expedition stop please join me in lima stop have booked you room at Hotel Mori. Stop. Meet 18th of March at 7pm at Bar Cordona. Jaron Ancash 202 Distrito de Lima. Stop. Augustus Larkin. So, you have a time and a place where you are to meet your benefactor. Augustus Larkin, the one who is uh, gathering this little group to go find this pyramid out in the the highlands of Peru so you don't all necessarily know each other if you want to know one another or so there are some connections here you're you're free to explore that otherwise you all have your room board booked for you and you know you need to meet at the hotel or sorry the bar Cardano March 18th 7 p.m. you each find your own way there the most common is to take a ship but you could fly. Uh, you could take trains. What? what, what stop! That's right. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the chat. <laughs> what? How, how? How are you each finding your way down to Lima?
4: Cheapest possible way. You know, whatever's the whatever's cheap. All so right. If it's a boat, then it's a boat. It's fine. do not have to be a very big one. Doesn't matter. Who cares?
1: Boat would be the most. Um, cost-effective way.
4: I'm gonna fly. Yeah, that's it. That's how Louis would go. I'm gonna fly. All right.
2: I'm a pilot myself, sort of. So I like flying.
1: Okay.
5: I'm. I'm going to read a history book and see how they got to where they were going to get there, and if they went by boat, then I'm going to go by boat, which they must have done because they wouldn't have been able to fly. So I'll have been taking a boat for a little while and um, probably getting quite sick and not <laughs> enjoying myself.
1: Seasick. I like it.
5: Um, Augustus Larkin will probably call me Tintin when he meets me, and I hate it.
1: <laughs> Tintin? Yes. Okay. Chat, was Tintin written by at that point, the first Tintin book? Or does that mean something else? Is that like a slang? slang? It's like a short
5: version of Quentin, isn't it? Ah, I did oh, not know
1: okay. that.
5: Horribly over-familiar.
3: But watch out. I was born in Belgium, so Tintin, it's a shaky ground there. Uh, oh. I think I'm going to hire uh, uh, Sorry, uh, Pete. I'm going to hire Pete's character to fly me there. No. Good luck. Yes. Excellent. Of course. So I show up the day we uh, probably late when we're supposed to to take off uh, with a a beautiful man and beautiful woman at my side. And we're very merry. And they they help me carry my luggage. And say, yeah, no, 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 no. They're going to come with us. Uh, It's going to be all fine. Uh, You know, I I need company during that... uh, that that's right you you need to to look after the um, uh the flying thing right so you cannot entertain me can you
2: plane uh i, I will be piloting the plane yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> you've paid for a seat on board, so i suggest you find it and relax for the flight um l c is wearing uh, a cricket jumper uh but not not cricket whites on his you know on his legs he's wearing um, you know, fairly um, comfortable slacks and nice, um, sensible shoes. And he's got a strange little cap on his head. Um, uh, yes. Um, and I'll gesture in the direction of the plane, looking disapprovingly as they turn away from me.
1: <laughs> Very good. All right. So we have a connection between um, Jaden and LC, they're gonna be arriving together. Uh, they might not know that they're both headed to uh, to take on the same job, but they will find out when they both arrive at uh, Bar Cardano at the same time. Jeff's on a boat. I'm also- or, on- Louis Salvatore is on a boat. I'm sorry. And L- where is your name, Megan? Gwen, Gwendolyn is on a boat.
4: Yep, I'll, at- uh, why don't uh, like, Louis, you like to play a little cards, right? Yeah, I mean, if there's money involved, I want to play some cards. But if we're talking <laughs> like go fish, no thanks. That's just <laughs> that's just disgusting.
0: Um, no. So I'll uh I'll uh, take the boat with you. And um, naturally, I'm wearing pants, some nice um, like what are they called? Nicker? Slacks. Slacks. No, not full length. Up to the Trousers. Knee-man. Trousers. Fair enough. Um so yeah. would you say you're a bit of a flapper?
1: No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, I am not actually. <laughs> Those are typically women that, that did not dress in traditional women's garb. That's why I asked. No. They went against the grain. I said, No, I don't have to dress like yo. Know, you tell me to. We're
0: All right. Tying a cigarette and yeah, playing little cards in the hull of the ship. Not hull. The bottom beast. Terrible. Not an nautical person.
1: Neither my, I, so I didn't even notice. <laughs> and uh, perhaps uh, the viscount is on the same boat as you, but in a much cushier. Uh, yeah, I
5: suppose that you've got two sort of routes, really, haven't you? You've got the um, England to Africa, and then Africa across to South America, or England to New York, and then New York down to South America. So I'll I'll take that one. By the second leg of the journey, he'll be a little bit more capable, but we'll swear off eggs on the voyage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, very <laughs> uh, Definitely hilarious. the problem. Okay, really. swear <laughs> off eggs. All right, so you all arrive uh, a couple days before your meeting in Peru, uh, but you find your accommodations that are waiting for you. You all gather uh, your belongings and one by one, you make your way to Bar Cardano. Uh, some of you are pleasantly surprised when you see a familiar face when you arrive. You're standing at the door there for your meeting time.
5: I I shall wander around the streets of Lima for a little while saying, hello, does does anybody speak English?
1: Aramaic? Uh, And that's the thing. So, being a crew, almost everybody here speaks Spanish. Uh, It is not very common to find a lot of English speakers here. So you do have a hard time getting around uh, the city itself and trying to communicate with the locals. I'm playing sounds on the back end for Bar Cardano. You guys, all of you, uh, you mill around, you try to make your way around, you try to communicate with the locals. If you don't know Spanish, it's not too easy. But the time comes for you to meet at Bar Cardano. You enter the bar. It is quite, um, quite full on this evening. Uh, you search and scan the room. And right away, you see there's a table with three men sitting at it. One of the men is uh african-american he's wearing a a nice tweed suit he's got a fedora sitting on the uh the table next to him and he's smoking a pipe and he's got uh, a bit of a smirk on his face it looks like he's just kind of like he's just uh, heard a good joke another man sitting in the middle is wearing an all-white suit he's very thin and pale and he's got greasy blonde hair that's slicked back and blue eyes um and to the right of him is uh is another man and he's very gaunt with pronounced cheekbones and deep set piercing blue eyes. He has medium length brown hair and it's unkept. Uh, it looks like it, like there's been no attempt whatsoever to style it or, or, or just kind of comb into place. The three of them are sitting there. And as you know, you all start filtering in or maybe bump into one another as you enter the bar, uh, the man in white raises his hand and goes, uh, Jaden, LC, Gwen, Louie, Quentin. Uh, uh, Larkin, uh, Larkin, come, 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 join us. I'm glad you could all make it. And he waves you over to the table, and there are chairs waiting for all of you there. And could I could have you a pint of
2: bitter, please. Uh,
1: I'm, af- I'm afraid they don't, uh, they don't s- serve that here. We find oh. um, hard alcohol typically.
5: I I wouldn't normally, but but um, perhaps a a small sherry uh, when in Rome, after all.
1: Yes, it's it's on me. It's on me. I'm buying dinner and drinks tonight. Please order what you like.
4: That's very kind of you. I think Louis was already there at the bar for a little while (laughs) and was kind of half asleep at the bar. Then, then he looks up and then he wipes a little bit of the cocktail napkin out of his face, picks up whatever brown liquor they were serving me. I think it's mine. It might be whoever was sitting next to me, and I'll just wander over (laughs) and sit, yawning the whole time. Oh, God. Best sleep I've gotten in weeks. This unkept, stinky man uh, comes
1: over to the table. Uh, And Augustus says, "Uh, introductions are in order, and he holds out his hand to to shake all of your hands. Augustus Larkin, thank you. Thank you for uh, agreeing to come on this journey with us. Whole, Very excited to you. be here. That
5: sounds, sounds, sounds thrilling. I, I, I can't wait. Oh, so yes,
2: yes. Augustus
3: is the Afro-American, or is it the is he the pale, slender individual? He
1: is the pale, slender man in the white suit. Oh, that's um, a point. I should
5: probably greet the African-American chap in Dahomey, because I'm utterly, utterly unfamiliar with the idea that there might be people in the world who aren't like me.
1: So you say something, and he says... Uh, come again in in the in the perfect uh, American accent.
4: Oh, so sorry,
5: so sorry. Um, hello, yes. Uh,
1: hello, nice to meet you. He holds out his hand to shake it. Quentin. Ah, good to meet you. Good to meet you. Uh, name's uh, Hughes Jesse Hughes. And he he's got a smirk. He's got a very like uh like um like warm disposition about him he doesn't seem threatening at all holds his hand shakes your hand again he's grinning he lights his his pipe starts to smoke it um when you shake his hand though jesse Hughes' hand why don't you go ahead and make me a psychology roll actually anybody at the table go ahead and make me a psychology roll
5: i don't have psychology but i do have psychoanalysis will that
4: do
1: if you don't have it go ahead and drag and drop it onto your character sheet oh okay you will need it throughout the game
4: i do have psychology if you want Anyone yeah does.
1: anybody who's there and kind of just like doing the greetings and going around the table and saying hello mm-hmm. to everybody go ahead all right so Jaden you do not uh, you do not pick up on anything that was a uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna
3: sit next to uh, Mr. you and say uh, would you have some fire and uh, I will present him with a cigarette I'm holding
5: Oh look at all those rerolls. that's what we like to see.
4: Oh, and I'm goodness. completely uh, blanking on this rolling thing. It's not working for me. I think... Is, he...
1: is your character sheet still unlocked? Oh,
4: thank you. You got it. So, so you're so offering smart.
1: a light to Jesse Hughes? Did no, you... I'm asking for a light. Oh, yeah, sure. He says no problem. He goes in his, into his coat pocket, he pulls out a pack of matches, strikes it, and uh, holds it out to light your cigarette for you.
4: Thank
3: you. What, what are you drinking? What do you recommend in this... Uh... Well, the rum the here addition. is quite good.
1: I recommend uh, the, the what, ca- sorry? I, uh, the rum. I've never found uh never tasted anything quite like it up in the states. Oh, well.
3: well yeah, definitely I have some rum then. Uh, Mr. O- Mr. Larkin.
1: Some rum for me, please. He holds up a hand and kind of shouts at the the next uh, server walking by uh, one rum one rum for my guests please uh, and he looks at the rest of you Any, anyone else anyone else rum rum
2: yes yes I'll, I'll take one and i'll reach over and shake his hand uh lc ashford ah. Marylebone cricket club
1: ah pleasure to meet you augustus larkin
5: <laughs> well I, I think i Excellent. i might have might have seen you play um cambridge a few years back a jolly good show
2: well yes quite thank you and i'll sit down slightly embarrassed
1: Gwen, as everybody's kind of doing introductions, you're watching the table. You're taking the whole scene and you sense that there is tension between Jesse Hughes and the other man at the other side of the table. The one who's got like the unkempt hair and he's very gaunt and pale looking. Uh, He seems to just be kind of staring at Jesse and almost like piercing like right through him. And he rarely moves his gaze away from him. the man says nothing, very little. Um, but you pick up on this
0: <laughs> so i'll at least saunter on over and sit right down and say
1: "Gwendolyn murphy nice to, meet you. to who the man who's kind of glaring across the table absolutely okay uh you pass that check sorry before i forget so make sure you put a little check next to psychology because you passed it because oh. you're going to be able to roll to improve it uh he slowly turns and looks at you and he looks like he's annoyed. He wants <laughs> nothing to do with you or this. He looks you up and down. And he says Louis de Mendoza. And he turns back and just kind of keeps scanning the table. But you pick up that he's he's looking at Jesse through the corner of his eye.
0: So I'm gonna just... So I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. What was your name again?
1: He doesn't look at you this time. He doesn't break his gaze over at Jesse and uh, he's got a he's got a, a, a Spanish accent but it doesn't seem to be like the native accent that you've been hearing the last few days that you've been here and he says Louis de Mendoza
0: oh well it's a pleasure to meet you uh Mr. Mendoza well maybe you can uh, answer this question that I've had been burning inside of me mm-hmm. uh, I got here the heat does it ever does it ever cool off i can't remember the last time i was dry i've been sweating from places i had no idea I could sweat
1: he just kind of again he doesn't look at you and he goes oh, excuse me and he just turns and walks away and he walks over to the bar
2: that's rather rude i'll say as he goes
1: uh, Augustus Larkin says, oh, don't mind him. He's my aide. I, I, I hired him. He's, he's familiar with the, uh, the region we're going to. So he's, uh, he's, he's an asset, but he, he's a little rough around the edges. Uh, everybody who hears Larkin talk, you, you asked about his accent earlier. Everybody can go ahead and make me a, a, a language role. If you speak English as a, your native language, which you all do, go ahead and make me a, a, a language role, please, to maybe kind of pick up. His accent sounds English. But something's a little off by it. Jaden, go ahead, mark that as a success on your character sheet. His accent, oh my goodness, a critical failure, <laughs> LC. <laughs> you are convinced that he's French, and uh. you 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 approach him and you, you you talk to him about his his French accent. But on the other hand, Jaden and Louis, you both pick up. Uh, it sounds english but it's actually um like kenyan it's like an off Af- africanese accent that he's that he's that he has
5: i'm sorry i'd forgotten to put own language in
1: that's okay <laughs> oh, and so uh <laughs> and tintin you also passed
5: and is that the little what do we press for the the check that if you, you
1: got rid of the little lock on your character sheet so it's no longer edible i believe there is a um a little box that it you can auto did it for me actually oh, oh yeah yeah yeah
5: no, there's a, a little yellow sheet. yeah yellow dot yeah
1: it's a smart sheet so yeah the three of you pick up that it's it's not quite english um but it is um actually kenyan accent that you're hearing he's not british but um but Elsie, you're like ah, this guy these guys it's a hell of a french accent what region of france are you from? Hmm
2: you from the Dodoin Excuse me? <laughs> oh, um, oh, never mind.
1: Uh, uh, you need that rum, don't you?
2: I will <laughs>
4: slide over the bottle that I've been working on for like a <laughs> while. I think this is rum. It's brown. You go. And it's, it's kind of foggy looking. Like
2: Perhaps. you backwash the bottle yeah Ugh. it's like yeah. it's like a table car. anyone takes i've been takes on a time. cricket tour in australia don't worry and <laughs> i, I, and I and knock it back <laughs> said a bunch of words
4: there i think i knew like two or three of them but hey you drink it so that's good australia right <laughs> it's an island right i think it's an island the big yeah. one yes yeah okay
1: <laughs> all right so um Larkin says, uh, I introduced my aide. He's a bit rough around the edges. This is Jesse Hughes, for those of you who haven't made introductions. He's a folklorist from New York that, who is coming along this expedition. Um, yeah, to chronicle and, and, and write everything that we experience and take place in this. But let's have some dinner. Please sit down. Let's order something. I uh, recommend the seafood, it's quite good here. And then we can go over the details of our expedition. I sit next
3: to Augustus. Okay, like, uh, uh, and I uh, 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 seem quite interested in him actually.
1: When you sit next to him, please make me a spot hidden roll, Jaden. All right. What That's... are you gonna spot? <laughs> you, you smell. Um, you can spend. So if you click on it, it expands. You can spend forty five luck to pass this. Is there uh, a gun in your pants? <laughs> Uh, no you you smell like heavy cologne it's almost like you're almost choking on it's it's Mm. it's very pungent and it seems like he's just heaped it on and it's very distracting like you can't taste your your drink uh when the food comes you can't taste anything through this this (laughs) god-awful cologne that he's just bathed himself in oh no (laughs) and it's quite off-putting so at first you 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 make your way over there but now you're just kind of like this This is gross. I don't like this. (laughs) That's so disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to talk with him anymore. So
3: Who's sitting next to me on the other side?
1: Uh, I'm going to say that um, Quentin is sitting next to you on the other side. Crying at the
5: minute. (laughs) Because this food has not been boiled.
2: I'm not eating seafood.
1: You can ask for something else.
2: I'll have rice, please. There's,
5: everything is made entirely of fire. Uh, the, the drinks are on fire. The food is on fire. I, I don't understand. Why Why would you do this to your food? Everything tastes like it's on fire.
3: Well, it's more exciting. You, you haven't tried much food from different nations. Uh
5: I, I I love to try um, food from other nations. It's it's a wonderful experience, and I'm experiencing it right now.
3: I turn to Larkin and I say, "People from the old country, they they are not so open-minded about culinary uh, traditions as we are elsewhere in the Commonwealth, are we?" Uh, what is food like in Nairobi? Uh, I'm myself from Gibraltar but I,
1: I never crossed to Africa yet. It's been quite some time since I've been there. I've been traveling the world uh, seeking uh, adventure and treasures like we're gonna uncover here I I, I can't I can't quite tell you uh, what it's what it's like there these these days uh, just from when I was a young lad and his story seems kind of like when he says that you know you don't really forget, things from when you were a child. And it seems a little off. You, you, you kind of pick up like, oh, this guy's a little weird. But OK, he stinks. Um, maybe, it's the, maybe it's the new people around here. So is
3: that Larkin who stinks?
1: Yes, oh. it's Larkin who reeks of the cologne.
3: Oh, it was use. OK.
5: So I'm going to try and eat the food and drink the drink. And there will be coughing and spluttering <laughs> and red face and probably weeping but gentlemanly weeping, done Quint- subtly.
1: Quentin is making quite a scene while eating his, his dinner. Do excuse me, I think I've got something in my eye. we <laughs> will weep like a Briton. <laughs> so once dinner's finished, Larkin, they take away the plates and everything, and Larkin says, all right, it's time to get down to business. And the reason I was looking for people is, I uncovered from a local that there is a pyramid south of here, near Lake Titicaca, where there are ancient treasures. Nobody's found this thing before. Um, an old, old farmer found a couple of objects. And his grandson is actually the one I came into contact with. And he let me know the location of this pyramid. And he gave me these artifacts. And he reaches down to the table. And he's got um, a bag or briefcase. And he pulls out two objects. They're both covered in handkerchiefs and he rests them on the table and he takes the handkerchief off both of them one of them is a pendant in the form of a man holding two rods or stabs embellished with rectangular shapes the other is a golden cup carved with geometrical patterns and circles and inlaid with turquoise anybody who's looking at those objects Feel free, go ahead to make me an archaeology role, please. Just looking at the two of them as they sit there on the table as he uncovers them. Oh, here we go.
3: One of them is a pendant and I'm quite versed with jewels. Mm -hmm. Could I have a look at it more from the jewels point of view?
1: Yes. Yeah.
5: Can I take a look from an anthropologist's perspective? Yes, you can. (laughs)
4: Matt, can I take a look from a firearms perspective? <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs>
2: Beat me too, Jeff. <laughs>
4: All right now,
5: how many of these luck points do I have to spend to pass that?
1: All right.
2: So one where are one. you on here? The
1: Five count. You'd have to spend eleven. I will and you do can, that. So if you click there, seventy-one, it expands, and you can actually click the button to spend eleven luck points. It might subtract from your character sheet. I don't know it has. Oh, look at that. 11 luck spent 71. Look at that. That's cool. So you're looking at these objects and you've 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 read uh of different um tribes and different cultures that have lived in Peru. This doesn't add up. He claims that this farmer found both of these in this old pyramid. These two artifacts are from very different time periods. One of them looks to be from the 5th century. The other Um, The the cup looks to be of Incan design, and probably from the 15th century, and this, this strikes you as odd. Yes, um, a minor point of order, I I feel I
5: should point this out, but there is approximately a thousand years between these two artifacts. What? The, 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 this is This is a 5th century artefact and this is 15th century. You, you see the, the difference in the workmanship and the craftsmanship and the stylistic flair that's used between the two shows up that this first one here is definitely 5th century, um, which would place it more than a thousand years before this second one, which, of course, has its own fascinating historical origin. I, I don't know a great deal about the... People of the Incans, but uh, certainly this is of Incan design, but this predates even their civilization.
1: Uh, Larkin looks and he almost looks annoyed. He says, No, no, that does not match with my research that I've done. Well,
5: uh, I I shall bow to your your more local knowledge. Uh, Obviously, Incan history and mythology isn't my particular. Speciality, but uh, I I would stake, uh, I would stake a, a, a at least a, a a good dinner on this.
1: Yeah, you see, he he starts to kind of like he scratches at his at his arms, and he gets like visibly annoyed. He says, "No, perhaps, the, well, maybe maybe the farmer, the old farmer, found them elsewhere. Like I, said, I, I, I got them from his grandson." Um, I. What, whatever it may be, whatever you whatever you, th- you think, they came from this pyramid, and that is our goal. We need to go to this pyramid and find more.
5: Yes, yes, I mean, it's quite possible that um, the one pyramid is built on the site of an older one, and therefore they could both have come from the same location, absolutely. I wouldn't dispute that at all.
1: Right, yes, 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 and he seems to kind of jump on the thing. That, that's it, that's it, yes. Uh, enough, enough, uh, enough of this. Well, uh, how about the journey itself? Anyone, did you, Quickly tries to change a subject when you point this out. I'm going to bring it back to the subject. Mr. Hughes, oh,
3: this sounds awfully complicated. I cannot understand. Could you exp- you're you an expert yourself, right? Could you explain that in simple terms for me? And I, I put my hand on the end of
1: uh, Hughes. Yeah, Mr. Jesse Hughes, he, uh, he leans back in his chair and he lights his pipe and he a, a smirk comes across his face. He goes, well, I don't know too much about it, but I do know that uh, there are pyramids down there but i've also heard talk of um, vampires or something ridiculous like that
3: vampires
1: what what, what are they called he asks larkin
4: we'll go larkin and goes uh, Carisi, Carisi. From him. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's that? in that rum <laughs> i said i'm just going to reach over and just drag the bottle in yeah. front of him over to my side that's i think that's enough for you i think that's enough
1: he he's kind of he just kind of smiles at you and um, he goes, "That's that's ridiculous, isn't it, Augustus?" And Augustus, goes, local legend, local legend. They speak of these Carisi, these these local vampires that 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 suck you dry. Uh, they, ah, it's just it's folklore, nothing of the such. Oh, come on, that sounds so exciting, uh, Jesse. You,
3: you don't mind me calling you Jesse, do you? Goes, no, that's that's fine. Uh, please tell us more. That that sounds so. Exciting, and uh, I blink my eyes at him. Why is he, is he smoking my cigarette?
1: He says, well, "I don't know too much about it. I'm here to chronicle this. I've read a little bit of folklore. I was going through some uh, some newspaper articles before coming here, and I, I read about these people being found, sucked dry of their blood, and everything. And uh, they, you know, I did a little research, and they they claim that there's these these vampires related to the conquistadors
2: that came here centuries ago." Did, did uh, you bring anything to... People to always well, make up stories about things they don't understand.
5: It is it is quite possible, um, as you would know, sir, as a folklorist, that um, historically speaking, a lot of the diseases that we are now familiar with in modern science were described as curses or strange maladies by the, the people of old. And it's that they may well have seen, you know, I don't know, some kind of unusual sickness passed through the town and attributed it to these this sort of vampiric spirit when as we now know um bad smells no longer cause disease the the work of modern scientists have shown us that uh however it is possible that this covers up some form of more ancestral blood-based um excuse me sorry Mum. that's i i don't mean to be rude
0: well carry on
5: Um, That they have a a strong heritage of blood and ritual based sacrificial killing in this part of the world. So um, God fearing modern day Christians may well take umbrage at their older, more traditional relatives, perhaps, and dress it up in, in this sort of folkloric pomp and circumstance type of deal. Again,
1: Augustus almost seems to jump on this. Yes, that's right. Local folklore, hogwash. It's ridiculous. So as as I was
0: talking, I've been slowly getting closer across the table with my cigarette and like the ash is getting longer and longer and longer. And as like Augustus pipes up like out of the trance, cigarette ash everywhere. And he's like, well, that was worth the journey across. Uh, I'm excited to to head out. When are, when when do we leave?
1: Uh, Agustus he he kind of snaps out of it. He's like locked in a, a, a gaze with um, Jesse, and it's almost like there's like tension there. And all of you notice at this point the the other gentleman, Luis de Mendoza, is like glaring like daggers from his eyes at Jesse. He's kind of like reveling in this whole situation that you've you've instigated. Um, and um, yeah. Augustus snaps. So he goes, five days time. You have five days Gather belongings, um, buy whatever you need and I'll reimburse you. Um, just give, give me the receipts. Uh, we're going to leave in five days time for Puno. I've hired three trucks to get us there. Once we get to Puno, we we're going to take some, some mules, some pack animals, and we will make our way to the highlands uh, and, and, and go to the pyramid. And he seems very flustered at this point. He seems very kind of put off by everything. It's just kind of taken place and played out.
2: Date, day- then.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait five days. Well,
2: we could, we could always anything, have a game or two. I could teach you the the finer yeah. the finer rules, and uh, we could have a few drinks as well, um, Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could buy anything, right? You said. <laughs> yeah, You
4: buy it, and I'll reimburse you. And I'm just gonna hold up the rum bottle. Like, I wonder if they sell this by the gates I'll be right back. <laughs> so, I'm gonna start getting out. <laughs> And I'm going to walk towards the bar, but I, like, wasn't the, like the, the guy who's staring at da- the other Louis like Mendoza. The yeah. Uh, he, the one he, who's staring at da- dagger. He was, he's come back. Like when dinner oh, okay. happened, then he came back
1: and he was oh, sitting okay. there across the table from Jesse. And again, just like, like I said, you've all seen it now. Like it is obvious he, there's something he does not like about uh, Mr. Hughes.
4: Yeah. And, uh, I'll just lean down. He'll probably say no, like, you want to, you want to give me a hand with this? Uh, like we got, uh, see if we can get a case or two of this for the drive this is to Uh, the guy yeah yeah Mendoza yeah see if I can pull him away from the table
1: he he like looks to you and he goes I think it's time to call it an evening and he stands up and uh, Larkin says yeah yeah it's uh yeah I think it's it's getting late we'll retire we'll see you in five days time uh and we'll set out for our journey
4: end of the evening the sun's still out what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he laughs because it's it's after nine it's uh it's it's getting
1: late and you get you notice he's really kind of agitated uh lurk and go ahead and make me a spot hidden or medicine roll either the two whatever you're better at go ahead and select and, ma- and make a roll
4: is that everyone oh ho oh, louie louie hey i'm gonna investigate
1: it everybody everybody who's, who's they both stood up to leave sorry
5: what Louis? we rolling
1: you can either do spot hidden or medicine whatever you're better at um gwen you notice that he is he is agitated larkin not mendoza larkin is and he's scratching at his arms and when he scratches his his arm one time you see his sleeve slide up and you see there's there's track marks um louie you you've been around the block you know some rough characters you know things are going on it looks like this man is uh larkin is suffering the symptoms um, that resemble opiate withdrawal and he's sweating profusely and he's like uh, time to call it an evening um, it's, it's time to go um, yeah, we, we must be on we, we must be going on okay or, I'm oh, tr- uh, I see
3: at... you 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 will stay with us uh, a bit I'm sure Mr. Larkin can find this room uh, on his own
1: yeah just says, I, I can I can stay for a drink or two it's the evening's still young it is um and and as they're leaving larkin says uh, myself and mr mendoza we're both staying at the hotel espana if you need anything in the, in the next few days um you can find us there and he's he's just getting he's getting his coat on he's just sweating like crazy kind of scratching his arms and i'll help one. him put don't his leave. coat
2: on i'll stand up sure you know to help yeah him.
1: you stand up you help him his coat. Oh, thank you you know, you know you don't you don't have to trouble yourself and he kind of, he tries to stay away from me. I'm going to get you to also make me a spot hidden roll when you're helping put his coat on. Just manners out, chap. As you're putting the coat on through this cologne, this cheap cologne that he's bathed himself in, you get like the hint or smell of like rotting meat coming off of him. Like he's put the cologne to Glad m- I didn't have the fish.
2: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> in a monologue. <laughs>
1: So yeah, you pick. They see you smell through the cologne as he's sweating and starting to perspire. It's kind of coming off, and you smell just like this sickly, gross, rotting meat smell coming off of Larkin.
2: I'm looking for That's a hotel myself. Does that Espana have baths? Do they do they have a, a ba- bath? Are you asking uh, him that? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yes yeah yes they do um oh, good. so does the hotel i put say, you up at, at.
2: So i'll say good looking at him <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you guys are put up at a different hotel you are not staying at the same hotel as the two of them sure that was in the um the telegram that was sent to you mm-hmm. the telegraph i'm sorry you're at the hotel uh murray and they are at the hotel espana so they leave for the night they excuse themselves and uh, you're sitting there, and Jesse kind of leans in, and he lights his pipe, and he smiles, and he goes, "How much of that malarkey are you buying?" I don't know.
3: He's kind of a. I mean, he kind of spoiled the mood tonight. It's a, it's a pity. I'm not quite happy he left, to be honest, uh, and that you stayed with us. Well, I, I must say there was a there was
5: a hint of historical inaccuracy, which. Which certainly wouldn't wash in academic circles, I, I can tell you that.
1: Uh, well, you're, you're telling me.
2: Uh, he needs that's... to take a bath, that's all I know.
3: He looked- Jesse,
1: or did you end up meeting Mr. Larkin? Well, he looks around the room, kind of looks to see if anybody's looking around, he goes, okay. I'm going to come clean with you guys. The name's not Jesse Hughes. My name's Jackson Elias, and I'm actually here investigating... And researching my next book um with the name jackson elias he is actually a quite famous author he's been on the new york times bestsellers list uh, quite a few times uh and you recognize his name he's actually known for going around the globe and kind of researching these these folklore or superstitions and and bringing them to light like what's really going on there he's most known for his novel uh which was um sons of death which he wrote in 1918, and what it did was he uh, he uncovered the the modern day thuggies in um, India, and their cult, and wrote a whole book on them, and that's what made him famous. And he's wrote actually written a number of books around these subjects, uh, and so he claimed he says I'm here to research my next book. Uh, part of what I said was true. I was digging through some libraries and found some articles in New York, research my next book, and it spoke of these 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 vampire things down here in um, Peru, which is ridiculous it's preposterous um but then i came down here to, to do some research i figured there's more going on i see seen these reports of these people being sucked dry and i went down to that region i went down south around where that where larkin spoke of and the locals claim that um the conquistadors that came here so long ago they stayed behind and they became these carisi these vampires but i think there's more to it, you know. Do my research and talk to these people. They all claim that these vampires, these Carisi, they're 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 white. Uh, that's why they say they're the the Europeans that came over here. But I think this is tied maybe to the U.S. or America or something else. And I think there is, I think there's a pagan death cult operating here. It's taking advantage and preying on these people's fears. So I'm here to research this book. When I was down there, I was told that our friend there, Mr. Mendo- De Mendoza is tied to this cult, this that I believe exists, and I think, Do you think this... maybe it
5: could be a, a legacy cult, um, possible ancestry ties to the conquistadors, and possibly fueled by fear that these Europeans are still. I mean, we we know they they came here searching for gold. Do you think this this is just the legacy of their Their descendants if you like still trying to carry on the old conquest
3: this is so exciting
1: i do not sure that's the right i think uh i think i think these are folks playing off the fears and the superstitions of the people who live in that region i don't exactly know what or why they're doing it but come on vampires that's ridiculous there's no vampires. No. Of course.
3: I'm smitten with uh, Mr. Elias, uh, so I'm going to go full charm on him.
1: Sure. Yes. Listen, I've been doing some research the last little while, and I think all of us may benefit from you know helping one another. Um, in particular there is a professor here at the National University of San Marcos who wanted to go on the expedition with Larkin. He is an expert on this region and what's going on there, and Larkin will not let him go along. I have an appointment on Saturday to go see him. You're more than welcome to come with me to the, um, to the university and meet him. His name is uh, Professor Namicio Sanchez, and maybe we can get some more truths or uncover something else in the meantime before we, we leave to go to um, Puno and go, go down there.
5: I might, that would be wonderful. Uh, the chance to study under a, a local expert would be a huge boon to research. Plus the university is likely to have more, more sort of tones and appropriate knowledge that could be plumbed to see if there's any further insights that can be gained.
3: I would love to come along as well. Although I'm sure I could learn as much uh, studying under you as I would anyone else
1: excellent excellent he lights a match and he offers to light your cigarette for you again yes please do so i got a bonus dice nailed it all right (laughs) so yeah he he like he lights a match and he holds it out to offer to light your cigarette and uh yeah he seems uh intrigued
2: Sensible footwear. I think we need to make sure we've all got the right footwear for this uh, journey as well. Um, if you'll <laughs> note down your sizes, I'll make sure I arrange some uh, you know, the the right uh, the gaffer always said, you've got to have the right footwear. footwear. Is that Oxford? That's, that's or the Bronx? word I
3: expected you to say at some point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're coming up on our time here. I have to do a hard stop this week. So we're going to leave it at that. So we've met some of the characters We met mr mendoza we've met augustus larkin we've met jesse hughes aka jackson elias who's not who he seems we've also found out about vampires and death cults Uh, and our next leg of the journey is to go to the university the local university in a couple days time to try and learn some more before you head on out with larkin and mendoza uh, and as the plot thickens so what we'll do is we'll do the um the rolling for the stats and all that afterwards normally we do that on stream but because we are hard on time what i want to do is uh we'll do a round table here if so everybody can plug what they've got going on and where to find you this week and uh we'll wrap it up so pete
2: hello yes um well this week on Garblad black games tomorrow we have um let me get this right ranger squadron uh star wars west end games d6 actual play starting tomorrow then on thursday we have Enemy in Shadows Episode 4, our Cubicle 7-sponsored Woofrup 4E show, which is going really well. Uh, and then on Friday, Ben is starting something, and I'll let Ben talk about that in a minute, because I will just get ask everyone to go and check out my Kickstarter on Thursday, February 4th, Dodeca Adventuring Through Grimdark Worlds D12-style role-playing game with narrative, character, and world-building. Yay!
1: Ooh. Yay! <laughs>
0: <it's>
1: so <laughs> Check it out. Check it out on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Support Pete. Make it a happy birthday. Uh, Caleb, where can we find you?
3: Well, you can find me on Twitch at Rollist uh, So that's R O L I S T S P O D. Uh, with that, you can find me on Twitter as well Rollistpod.com. That's my website. Uh, this Sunday, usually I stream interviews live uh, on Mondays, but I'm going to have one this Sunday with a French designer. It's going to be at 9 a.m EST, 2 p.m GMT, so that's the Sunday. And on Monday, I'm uh, releasing a new episode of the RPG Academy Film Studies. It's going to be an episode about the Hong Kong movie called uh, The Chinese Feast. And among my excellent guests, I will have Banana Shan from Co- a Korean a, a game. Uh, who's the co-author of Jung-Chi Blood in the ba- Banquet and uh, yeah it was a oh sorry no that's not the episode I'm, that's the episode I'm editing the episode I'm releasing is with B-Zelda from The Broad Souls and Scott Brown from Lawful and Orderly and it's going to be about Emilia Costa Rica's movie Black Cat White Cat so uh, if you want to find out what Roma Punk might look like uh, you probably want to listen to that episode Very good. Jeff, what do you got going on?
4: Uh, Yeah, twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. We play tabletop games on the internet uh, this Friday at, uh, what time is it? Uh, 7 central. Uh, We're going to be playing uh, Best Left Buried. We've been playing a small little kind of mini adventure, Uh, so I think we should be wrapping that up. And then uh, this coming Monday, we're continuing our alien campaign where Matt's trying to kill everybody in the party. I did, but the, the chat bailed us <laughs> yes, out. Yes, many times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they bought rerolls. I blew up our ship with two yes. other crew members on it. Yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, ben?
5: Uh, yeah, uh, I'm here on Garblag. I'm here all week. Try the veal. Uh, I'm not in tomorrow's game uh, because I have to have at least one night off a week. But Thursday, I am playing the Blessed Annika, Priestess of Mamidia, in The Enemy Within. And then on Friday, I am taking over as Mother to run Alien, What Lies Beneath, which is going to be a new Alien game that's running for this month on Garblad Games. We've got some new cast members. We've got some old cast members. We've got some cast members from elsewhere it's going to be quite exciting. I hope I don't get anything wrong because Pete's built up quite a following for Alien. And he's maybe a beautiful little trailer, which he's just put in um, the Twitch
0: chat. So you should watch that.
1: Very good. Megan, did you have
0: anything you want to plug uh, on the way out? Uh, no, just stay awesome to one another and uh, see you again next week.
1: Thank you. Thank you to Response for Sirenscape, for providing the sounds. We will... You will hear them next week. Uh, these the players got to hear. They were sitting in a bar. They were in Bar Cardo- Cardona, and they got to actually hear music playing and drinks clanging and all kinds of things. You will hear that next time. It's beautiful. It so enhances good. the experience. So thank you, Sirenscape, for um, sponsoring the show. I was going to say producing, sponsoring the show. Thank you to <laughs> Millie, the GM, for our yes. Awesome thank you, story. Millie, and thank you to my players. For taking part in this. This is the first steps on a greater journey. I had a lot of fun in the first session. And thank you to the viewers for joining us live and to the folks who are going to watch us later on blag on YouTube. Thank you. This is just, just the beginning. Thank you so much and have a good evening, afternoon, day, wherever you are.
2: Bye-bye.